Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Uh-oh. And amen. That could have been a disaster, but it was not. I got those bag of goodies there. We'll use those after. Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Praise the Lord. You know this is my most favorite time of year. So, we are in part three of our series called Whoville Christmas. Has anybody been being blessed out of this series? Well, hey, for those of you who don't know me, maybe you're here for the very first time, welcome to Generation Life Church. We're so glad you're with us. Uh, My name is Keith, and I have the honor of serving as lead pastor here at GLC, and um, we're just glad that you're here today. I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy today's service, and um, praying that the Lord would speak to your heart today. Um, Anybody ready for the word, though? Yeah, there we go. That's the real reason why we came out. Um, Hey, uh, so I think, I think I may have figured it out. I think I finally realized that my favorite Christmas movies are those that have a story of redemption at the end. I think that's why I love the Grinch movie so much, because it's basically an animated version of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge with just a little bit of a twist, kind of like on steroids, right? Uh, <laughs> but it's got a little bit of a twist to it. I mean, you know, if you know the story of the Grinch, he is basically somebody who can't stand Christmas, and so he steals all of the Christmas presents from the children of the town of Whoville. But there's a redemption story in the Grinch, and I love a good redemption story. And if you think about it, You love a good story of redemption too, especially the Grinch, because he was, in Bible terms, the ultimate sinner. And and because we love this movie so much because we know what the end is. Like, without the redemption story at the end where he repents and he says sorry and he returns the gifts, nobody would want to see this movie. It would not have been a success. I mean, think about it. If you were to go down to the theater with your children or maybe your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews when this movie first came out and you went and he stole all of the presents and that's how it ended and it didn't tie in a positive message and that the movie ended and the credits rolled, we would be upset. We would be, we would be tweeting about it. We would be posting about it. We'd be writing reviews and be like, the Grinch movie stunk. It was stink, stank, stunk, right? In every way, five rotten tomatoes or seven rotten tomatoes, whatever it would be. Nobody would want to see this movie. But the reason why so many love the Grinch is because we know the end of the movie. The reason why we could do a Whoville Christmas theme float and march down through the town of Hillsborough and see people being like, oh wow, there's the Grinch on that church's float. The reason why kids were excited and even adults were excited, what's up, that's the Grinch, is because we know that there's a story of redemption at the end. We know that the message of Christmas penetrates his heart, his heart grows three sizes, and as a result, he shares his gifts with others. Well, actually, he returned the gifts that he stole, right? (laughs) Sometimes it's important to give back to your community, amen? (laughs) There's a positive message right in there. But if you consider the Christian faith when compared to other world religions, 
Though Christianity is not about religion, it's about relationship. But when you consider Christianity in light of other world religions, the Christian faith is the only religion on the planet that can guarantee a story of redemption at the end. The message of Christmas is so awesome. That's what we love about it. It's, the message is how God clothed himself in flesh and came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ and lived a sinless life. That's what the song Emmanuel is all about. God with us, the son of God and God the son conquered death by his crucifixion and his resurrection, making it possible for us to have eternal life. And because of his victory on the cross for our sin, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is the ultimate story of redemption. Here's my big idea for the day. If you're taking notes, I want you to jot this down. Jesus was God's gift to us. And what you do with the life he gave you is your gift back to him. And last week we said when we receive Christ, we receive his Holy Spirit. And that it's actually proof that you have been saved when you receive Christ. And we said when you receive Christ, his Holy Spirit makes his home in your heart, in your life. And when he comes into your life and makes his home with you, he brings with him gifts. He brings with him the fruit of the Spirit, as we have seen referenced, and we even referenced it last week in the book of Galatians. He gives you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. And when you have the Spirit of God living in you, you now have the ability to produce the fruit of the Spirit. But you know what else is so cool? Is he also gives us individual gifts to each believer in Christ. So God's given us gifts for our everyday lives so that we can share this incredible story of redemption with others. And isn't that awesome? So let's take a look at the passage of Scripture in the book of Romans, chapter number 12. We're going to read verses uh, 6 through 8. Everybody feeling good this morning? Yeah, everybody uh, got the good Christmas spirit going this morning? Amen. You guys ready to read some scripture? All right, we're going to read it nice and loud. This is out of the God's Word translation. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 6. Let's start at verse 6 and let's read together. Ready? Let's read. God in his kindness gauged each of us different gifts. If your gift is speaking what God has revealed, make sure you say what agrees with the Christian faith. If your gift is serving, then devote yourself to serving. If it is teaching, devote yourself to teaching. If it is encouraging others, devote yourself to giving encouragement. If it is sharing, be generous. If it is leadership, lead enthusiastically. If it is helping people in need, help them cheerfully. Somebody say cheerfully. 
Yes. So the Apostle Paul right there, he lays out what are known as the seven motivational gifts in the scriptures. There's other chapters and other places where he lists different kinds of gifts, but these are really the most common. And so he says, we have given, been given prophecy, which is basically perceiving and speaking what God has revealed. And there's the gift of serving and the gift of teaching and the gift of encouraging and the gift of giving and the gift of leadership and the gift of mercy, which is helping people in need and to help them when you do that, do it cheerfully right? Don't be all cranky trying to bless somebody for Christmas time. He's like, just be, be cheerfully, right? Here you go. I ain't want to, you know, <laughs> be cheerfully. But that is so incredible to me because that means that we have not only been blessed with the fruit of the Spirit when we receive Christ, but we've also been giving, given gifts that, that we may not even know about yet or may even still be unopened, or maybe it was opened and you set it on the shelf. Or, or, or maybe it is that God has blessed you that you might be a blessing to others. In fact, Romans 12 and 6 says, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. And so there's a Greek word for this. It's called charisma. For the word gifts, charisma. Let me read you the definition. Charisma means a divine gratuity, that is, deliverance from danger or passion. Anybody in here been delivered from danger? Anybody in here been delivered from passion? All right, well, that's all right. You don't have to answer that. That's all right. Um, specifically, <laughs> a spiritual endowment, uh, that is subjectively religious qualification. Ooh, that's good right there. Or objectively, miraculous faculty. Uh, then also it says the uh, translator strong, when you see a colon and a dash, that means basically the Greek has finished and this is the English part that's trying to give further explanation and support to that definition. I know I took you a little deep right there. You know, sorry about that on a Sunday during Christmas time. I'm just kidding. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Dig down into the word and study the scriptures. Anyway, here we are. Um, the term charisma is also derived from another Greek word. Uh, I'll try my best. Charidizome. Um, and it's to grant as a favor. That is gratuitously in kindness, pardon, or rescue. And then I love the English, how it supports it, to deliver, frankly, to forgive, freely to give, to grant. That is so cool. What the Apostle Paul is saying is not only did the Lord save you and deliver you, when you receive, you repent of sin and receive what he has done upon the cross, but that he also has gifted us with a gift that we might have a significant piece in building the kingdom on earth, the church, for the Lord. It's so awesome that, that we have many gifts. Now, some people have many gifts. Some people have one gift. Some others have, have other gifts, different gifts. But Paul lets us know, verse 6, God in his kindness gave each of us different gifts. So what if this Christmas in light of what we have just now discussed. What if this Christmas, the greatest gift you could give to others is you? 
I mean, if God has invested so much in us and he has given us all this God-given gifting, wouldn't you think that the reason why he gave it to you is so that you could use it to bless others? Like if he needed to give you more, he would have given you more, right? If you needed to have more in order to do what he has called you to do in this life, he would have given it to you. But the reason why he did give you a gift is so that you could play a part in sharing this incredible story of redemption with others. Ah, what if this Christmas, the greatest gift you could give to others is you, is your love, is your attention, your spiritual gifting, your talent, your skill, your creativity. What if you could give your encouragement, your appreciation, your finances, you have been gifted. Share what you have with others. But what can happen is in our past experiences, we can be discouraged from using your God-given gifting because of the past that can discourage you from using your gifting in the present or maybe even in the future. Like discouragement sets in through whatever or, or whoever said something or what they did not say, or they did something, or maybe they didn't do what you felt like they needed to do, and it discouraged you from writing the book that you were gifted to write, or from recording the song that you were gifted to sing, and because a long time ago, somebody critiqued your vocals, and as a result, you set that gift on the shelf. Or maybe there's a significant call of God upon your life, but because you feel inadequate, as if you have not received enough mentoring, or maybe somebody did not disciple you appropriately, and you have felt like you are ill-equipped, therefore you have set that call of God upon the shelf. Or maybe you're gifted in business, and the Lord gave you a business idea, and you presented it to one or two people, and they shot it down. And as a result, you have put that gift on the side. Or maybe God just dropped something in your spirit, and you wanted to act upon that, but didn't feel like you got the support you needed. And so you set that idea upon the shelf, even though it was God-given. Or maybe you're on the total opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe you know that you've been allowing other things to take up so much of your time that you've not been able to invest your greatest resource into the lives of your loved ones. And as a result, this Christmas, you will wind up overspending and possibly even overextending yourself trying to give them gifts that are probably going to fade, that are going to break, that are going to depreciate, that are most likely going to be forgotten with time and are probably going to be set on a shelf somewhere or in a bag or in a corner of a closet or in a bin thrown into a corner like the land or the island of the misfit toys. <laughs> if we're not careful, we can find ourselves investing in short-term opportunities and miss opportunities to make investments that yield long-term gains in our lives. I'll say that again for you note-takers. If we're not careful we can find ourselves investing in short-term opportunities 
and miss opportunities to make investments that yield long-term gains. So let me show you what I mean by this. Now, this is the dominator right here. This thing is awesome. Oh, you're going to take somebody's eye out. Let me show you guys what I'm talking about. Short-term opportunities. Well, you get the point. Short-term opportunities. Now, this right here is the dominator. I just had to have this thing. For those of you who, who don't know too much about me, I'm one of those kinds of daddies, right? Like, I'm shopping for the kids, but I'm looking for myself. And even when we didn't have much money and we would have to get something small, like, let's see, let me go way back here. This was a deluxe. This kind of stretched us out right here. But this was one where I was like, you know what? I can't afford it right now. How many of you guys remember layaway way back when, right? Yeah, yeah. This is my layaway. I didn't have the money up front, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide this. I'm not going to steal it, but I'm going to hide it, and I'm going to put it over here behind the milk somewhere, and I'm coming back next week when I get paid, right? I don't want anybody to get this thing. I used to love, uh, <laughs> Katie knows, I'd be in there looking for myself, but man, this was the modulus right here. This thing was awesome. Aiden Kennedy. Oh, I think we borrowed this and never gave it back. My bad. <laughs> Sorry about that, kids. Um, but I remember when we first started playing with these Nerf guns, man, my kids were little, little. And um, Caleb and Jackson and I were playing, and we running around the house and shooting each other. And then eventually we started doing things in the church and started having these Nerf gun wars. And we'd get like 50, 60 kids out there, right? And so I remember we were playing in our house, and Caleb peeked his head around the corner. And as he was a baby, he was a little chubby, and we were sweating. And so when he leaned over, I said, boom! And I caught a pow right in the middle of the uh, forehead, right here in, the, in, the, in between the eyes. And it hit hard. It was like, and he was like, and he just started crying. <laughs> and I'm trying to not laugh because he's crying. I just shot him in between the eyes. Katie did not appreciate it because it came so close to his eye. And I'm like, you all right, buddy? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, let me get it. And I grabbed the dart and I went to yank it. And it looked like his skin had come out and then came back. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm sorry, but he's got this big red dot on his forehead. Man, I loved playing these games with my kids. That's a long-term investment. So here's the short-term. <laughs> the short-term investment is I'm just going to buy presents for my kids, right? Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. Bless the kids. Let them have fun. That's a short-term investment because you can see how important they are in the long run, right? I had to grab these out of the upstairs storage in the back bin underneath three other bins. It was a labor of love to get all of these things, but that goes to show that in the moment, in the short term, it seemed incredibly important. We gotta have the modulus. We gotta have the dominator. Like I can, man, you don't know nothing about this thing. You can get this thing like this, you shoot one, and then if I run out of ammo when the kids are loading up, I just go to another chamber. I'm ready to go to work. Go to another chamber. I got like 30 shots up in this thing. Boom, boom. Anyway. Now, the long-term investment, though, 
is to strategically purchase things for them if we're going to give gifts, to strategically make purchases that we can enjoy together and to build memories with. Man, we've got some great memories with this right here. I'm talking memories. That's just one. Just one dart to the forehead. That was an awesome memory right there. But we have so many others. <laughs> They've shot me before, but I'm not going to reveal that right now. But um, short term, sure, we're buying things for our children, for our grandkids, for our nieces, our nephews. It's okay to give gifts. They brought Jesus gifts when he was born. So giving gifts is in the scripture, just in case, you know, some of you Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in that. I'm sorry, my bad. That was a bad joke. But, but in the long term, in the long term, we want to make sure that we make purchases and give gifts so that we can create memories together with one another. Now, if you think about it, when we receive Christ, the scripture lets us know in 1 John 3 and verse 2, it says, behold, now are you the sons of God. Or the King James, now are ye the sons of God. So when we receive Christ, we receive his spirit. The scripture lets us know that our status is we're children of God. And you know what? In the same way, we had that nice little joke here about giving gifts so that we create long-term memories. It's the same thing with God. The Father desires to give us gifts that we might use to serve him and in the process create memories with the Father. <laughs> That's pretty deep, wasn't it? He's like, I'm going to give them the gift to sing, and now together we're going to worship. You're worshiping with the Lord while you're driving in the car. Lord, has that sound? Lord, anoint me as I go before you right now. I'm going to give him the ability to encourage others. Lord, would you give me the word that you want me to say to others? It's constant fellowship with the gift that he's given you, communicated with him. You are creating memories together. Lord, we gave that person food, and as a result, now they're coming to church. They receive Christ. Now they know you. Lord, isn't that awesome? That's a father fellowshipping with his children, creating memories with the gift that he has given you and blessed you with. Can you say amen? Now, I'm a pastor, and I talk to people all the time, and they've indicated to me the reasons why so many don't want to use their God-given gift. And it's usually, you know what? I just feel like, like what God's given me is kind of insignificant. I mean, I don't really feel like it'll make a difference. Or, or I used my gift to serve others, and man, I got burned. Or the last time I volunteered, it wasn't appreciated. Or the last time I gave, it wasn't reciprocated. And many times we think our gifting is not worth much. And maybe we may even feel like we're not worth much or we're not worthy of the gift or we're not valuable enough. And so verse 6 lets us know in Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, reading out of the NIV version, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. In other words, it was never about your goodness in the first place. It was all about God's goodness. It was never about your talent. It was never about your skill. God didn't give you the gift because you were some wonderful, highly qualified, big-time capacity leader or anything like that. God gave you the gift because it was of his grace. 
It wasn't about your ability or your works in the first place. It's always been about God's love. It's always been about God's grace. And it's always been about God's mercy and love toward you. Listen, we've said this before. God built in provision for our shortcomings. He built in provision for the times that he knew we would fall short And that provision was his son sacrificed upon the cross for our sin. That when we repent, we can receive and we can find forgiveness in Christ and in Christ alone. And if you have received Christ, you have received his spirit, and that is on the inside of you. And listen, you can do more than you think. You can be more than you think. You, you, can, you can accomplish more than you think. In fact, you can even do more than those who have gone before you. How many of you know what your spiritual gift is in here? I want to help you with that because I only saw about five hands. that kind of came up, and I think that one sister scratched her nose. <laughs> you ever wave to somebody riding down the road? You're like, hey, oh, oh. If you go sometime this week, even over the next couple of weeks, to GenerationLifeChurch.com, on the homepage, we have a gift assessment on there. And all you have to do is click on that gift assessment, give yourself 20 or 30 minutes, and you'll answer a series of questions. And when you're done, it will help identify some of the areas of gifting that you may have. We would love for that to happen. Because, and if you're willing to share those giftings, we would love to know. I would love to be able to just connect with you. If you want to send them to me, send it to Pastor Keith at GenerationLifeChurch.com. But I would love the opportunity to just speak with you. Because perhaps God, in his foreknowledge and his divine providence, knew that you would be at this place, at this church, at this time to serve him that he knew that he would gift you with this. And he was like, okay, I got this one over here who's gifted in this area. And then I've got this one over here who's gifted in this area. And they're going to need this gifting over here. And somebody's going to need to encourage somebody. Somebody's going to be able to have to preach. Somebody's going to have to help lead. Somebody's going to have to show some mercy. And he's like an air traffic controller up there. And he's over here just putting all of the pieces of the puzzle together. And the reason why you're here is because God has gifted you and he has put you here. And we would love for you to turn that gift inside out. So this Christmas and the rest of your life, (laughs) instead of looking for external sources to give to others, what if you just turned the inside out and began sharing the gifting that God has given you with others? Listen, some of you have been walking with the Lord for 20 and 30 years God has been pouring love into you and wisdom into you and knowledge into you and understanding into you. Some of you may be real young, yet God has gifted you to be a high-capacity leader in his house. We would love the opportunity for you to serve in your local church. What if the best Christmas gift that you could give to others is you, is what the Holy Spirit has deposited in you? So, hey, while you're sitting around the living room with others or however you're going to fellowship for this Christmas, um, 
as you invite others to your house, I just want to give you a few practical ways to share what's on the inside of you. So if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you, jot these down. Number one, share your story with others. What has Jesus done in your life? So as you're sitting maybe with family, maybe you're sitting around the table with family, and they already know you've received Christ. Well, maybe this is an opportunity to let them know what God's doing in your life right now. Maybe it's an opportunity to share, number two, share your struggle with others. Listen, your overcoming your struggle is someone else's encouragement to let them know, wow, with Christ, all things are possible. If I got God in my life, huh, maybe it is possible to be delivered from this thing. Maybe it is possible to be set free from this thing. Maybe God can provide. How do you know? Well, I was just talking to my brother-in-law. And man, they've been going through such a hard time, yet God showed up in such a significant way. They need to know that there is victory in Christ Jesus. Can somebody say amen? amen? Number three, share your experience with others. Maybe you know something that could help someone else. Maybe somebody's just beginning in a certain phase of life, and maybe you've already been through that phase. Why not, why not share that knowledge with others? Let me take it up a notch. Maybe, maybe you can share your resource with somebody that is valuable and would be a valuable asset in someone else's life. Hey, maybe it might be you sharing Christ with others this Christmas. Say, what's your source? His name is Jesus. Amen. Maybe they're already there. How about this? Maybe you know a connection and you see a need and you can facilitate that connection. Listen, people make a living doing this, right? How can we as believers in Christ help someone who has a need and connect them with someone else? Here's another. Number four, share your possessions with others. <laughs> hey, listen, the next time we go to get that dominator, oh gosh, look at that. Well, I got, actually got two, two moduluses. Probably didn't even know it. Got two moduluses. Maybe before we start buying duplicates for ourselves, maybe we can bless somebody else with something and perhaps go with just one. Amen? Now I'm preaching to myself because you know how I like shoes. So I better step out of that. <laughs> We're going to edit that out of the message. No, I'm just kidding. Here you go. Number five, this is important. Share your time and attention with others. Ooh, boy. Listen, if we want to help others feel important, especially during this holiday season, maybe we got a day or two off and we're able to hang together with kids, and set the phone down. It's okay to put on your voicemail, I'll be out for about two days, you know? It can wait. If it's an emergency, they'll come to the house or something. Somehow we can get the message to you. But, but instead of being like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, wait a second. What, what God do in your life? You know, set the phone down. Get, let's give our undivided attention to one another. Share your time and attention with others. Is this good for you? Number six, share your appreciation with others. Hey, share the appreciation of what God is doing in your life. Let the Lord know first and foremost, Father, I appreciate you. 
Lord, thank you so much for all that you've done. When's the last time you've thanked the Lord for dying on the cross for you? Sometimes we get so busy with life, it's just like, yeah, I told them years ago, like, Lord, thank you for fresh grace today. Lord, thank you for what you did yesterday. Lord, thank you for the things that you're doing in the background that I don't even see that are happening. Lord, thank you for the time I didn't have, yet somehow you provided for us to have, and then we had more, so we gave some to others. Thank you for doing that. You did that. Thank you, Lord. Show appreciation to the Lord, and then show appreciation to others. Hey, a card in the mail, you know, a handshake. I don't want to even ask who's an employer in this room, but maybe... Hey, maybe a Christmas bonus, and may it be more than the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> a one-year subscription. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. You know I like to watch that on the TV version. Uh, number eight, share your smile with others. Share your smile with others. Hey, um, share your smile with others. Share, share, share. Uh, your, your anointing, share your spirit with others, share the Christmas spirit with others, uh, share, share the scriptures with others. Hey, what about, uh, any of you have those difficult relatives at Christmas time? Anybody have those relatives that like to get political? You know, or like to, to how, about, how about ones who bring up the past? Oh yeah. You know what? What if we began to, to, to ask the Lord and say, Lord, would you give me a strategy? ahead of time so that when the conversation goes negative, maybe I have some pre-prepared things to say so I can tie it back into a positive. So I could just turn it around and, and so I could just share Christ and somehow the Lord give me wisdom so that then when they're like, yeah, I can't stand this economy and you know those people up on, hey, um, but isn't God good? Or something along those lines, right? To just somehow defuse the conversation and, and can you pass the gravy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like diffuse the conversation. No need to get into all that nonsense and share your smile with others. Here, share your strategy with others. Number nine, I got two more. Share your strategy with others. Hey, if you've been successful in some area of your life that's helpful to others, share that strategy with somebody. Maybe you've raised successful children, right? Maybe you've raised children and you had bumps along the way, but now you have experience to help those who are just starting off, right? Newborns, by the way, shout out to Derek Stutz and Carla Stutz just had their baby. Had a baby girl, amen. Um, shout out to the Whaleys, Sam and Ariana, who just had a baby. They might be watching online. Oh boy, shout out to everybody else who's about to have a baby that's escaping my attention right now. Thank the Lord ahead of time. Awesome. Amen. Share your strategy with others. They need to know that, that a mama needs to know, like with her first baby, that the baby will survive even if they don't eat every three hours. You know what I mean? I remember calling the hospital demanding to speak to the chief nurse. Madison has not eaten in six hours. And I want to know why, you know, <laughs> Mr. Barreto, she will eat when she's hungry. I was like, that's not good enough for me. I need to know something. I'm bringing her down there. Put an IV or something or something to so give her a bottle, something. Anyway, share your strategy with others. And then number 10, share yourself with others. 
hey, what if this year you started today by committing to share more of yourself with your own family? of sharing more of yourself with, with, with your friends. I know you're a busy person, right? And you're out there and you're working hard and you're providing for your family and you're doing all that you can for your kids. But what if this year you decided to give more of your time and, and yourself to loved ones? What if you began to give more of yourself this year to your church? Hey, listen, some of you grind it out over here, okay? So this is not necessarily relevant for you. You've, you if I, there are some people who are about to walk up on the stage, if they do one more thing, like it, it's not, it's going to kill them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The grace of the Lord will be there for them. But hey, we would love for you to use your gifting to be a part of what God is doing. What if we committed to give ourselves more to the Lord this year than we did last year? I heard a wise businessman say he's only in competition with himself. He just wants to get better today than he was yesterday. What if this Christmas we actually peeled back that top layer that's covering up our gift and shared what's on the inside of us with others? Hey, what if we, we shared the gifting that God has put on the inside of us turned it inside out. You know what? I'd be willing to bet, not going to bet the farm on it because I don't have one, but I would be willing to bet that your environment would begin to change if you shared what's on the inside of you. I bet the negative situations that you find yourself in, if you actually turned out the inside of what the Spirit of God has put on the inside of you, that environment could change to a positive from a negative. What if you began to pray about those things? If you began to quote scripture about those things, what if you just turned the inside out and say, Spirit of God, I'm putting this situation in your life and I'm going to trust you to make it happen for me? What if you shared more of yourself with others? Hey, by the way, I didn't get the chance to um, tell you the title of the message today. <laughs> The title of the message today is Don't Be Stingy. <laughs> Share the gift that God has given you. You can use your God-given gifting in your everyday life to share this incredible story of redemption with others. I want to go before the Lord in prayer. And um, while we go before the Lord in prayer, can I just ask if you would stand up? We're going to go and we're going to sing and we're going to celebrate Jesus right now. But let's pray. I want to just say that one more time. Don't be stingy. <laughs> you can use your God-given gift in your everyday life to share this incredible story of redemption with others. Hey, let's pray. Father, we give you thanks, Lord. Father, we give you thanks for um, just being able to be encouraged today to know that you have put something on the inside of us, Lord. We have received a gift when we have received Christ. And I want to pray right now, Lord, for those who might not know you in this room. Father, I ask that you would allow yourself to be revealed to them that they would know Christ today. And Father, would you cause us to use our gifting to serve you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.